0: right, well, welcome to the Live Here, Serve Here podcast. Uh, For this first interview, we're gonna do something a little bit different. Um, I want to introduce you all to me, Staff Sergeant Mark Lamone, Um, but I just didn't want to ramble. So I have invited my friend and fellow recruiter um, out of uh, Illinois, Specialist Kim, to do the interviewing. Say hello, Specialist Kim.
1: Hello, I'm Specialist Kim.
0: Thanks for doing this. I know it's kind of strange to say, hey want to i want to get interviewed and i need you to interview me for my podcast but i do appreciate it
1: well first and foremost i am staff sergeant Lamone soldier and i don't know if any of you are in the military listening to this but it is incredibly hard to get a soldier out of their duty hours to do something for them
0: <laughs> however
1: that's how phenomenal staff sergeant Lamone is, is a, as a sergeant as a leader and i'm more than happy to use my interviewing skills so that everyone in the Kansas Topeka area knows how phenomenal of a leader you are, so I am more than gracious. Staff
0: thank you, Specialist Kim. And mm-hmm. I, um, I emailed a list of questions and topics mm-hmm. um, for Specialist Kim to ask me. And moving mm-hmm. forward through the um, through the Live Here, Surf Here podcast, it's going to be the same type of questions and same topics that I di- I discuss and in interview um, with my interviewees. So um, whenever you're ready, Specialist Kim, let's get to
1: it. Okay, perfect. And I would like to start with what is your guard story, Staff Sergeant Lamon?
0: Okay, so it's a, it's a rather long story. It's, mm-hmm. I think it's rather, rather detailed. I'm going to try to shorten it up the best I can. But I think mm-hmm. it's very similar to what I'm experiencing here on the recruiter side um, mm-hmm. fairly often. Mm -hmm. So I had zero interest in the military growing up. I had zero interest in high school. I had zero interest in college. I had zero interest Mm post-college. So um, I honestly didn't, didn't think of it as a possibility as a career. And to be honest, I probably looked down on it as a career or even as a supplemental part-time part-time thing with the guard i i I just had a negative connotation came from nowhere i knew everything and and knew everything about everything at the time and so i just told myself this story about the guard so Mm -hmm. i started playing rugby with um the one of the local men's teams Uh and i did that for several years Mm -hmm. and on the rugby team i had teammates that were veterans either they're currently serving um we had some some active duty vets um there was some reservists that were still serving there was some guardsmen Mm -hmm. um that were that were still serving at the time Mm -hmm. and you know they didn't even really try to recruit me or try to sell the military or the army Mm -hmm. on me at all they would just ask questions and do certain things and over time um over time i just thought it necessary to go talk to a recruiter now I had student loan debt and one of them one of them had mentioned that you know the guard could help me pay off pay off my student loans so I was like ah I'll go check it out uh-huh. so you know went did that process met with the recruiter I think a couple of times you know and decided to like you know decided with my with my wife that uh-huh. this was the the best course of action to take care of my family so I, to to bring up my family i was actually you know i i was Uh actually a a young father Uh my wife now which is my girlfriend at the time Uh um we got pregnant when we were in high school and so it was a grind to get through high school it was a grind to get through college Uh and i needed a way to either make more money or reduce reduce the uh the debts and the bills that I had coming in and a big one was my student loan. So uh-huh. that that really was the driving force. Like I 100 percent joined uh, the National Guard, the Army National Guard, just okay. to pay off my student loan debt. Like, that's all it really was. Um,
1: but did it that. worked. Yeah, it did. 100
0: <laughs> percent. Like, yeah, 100 percent. It works like uh-huh. um, and then um, joined the Guard basic training, AIT, uh-huh. um, did that business.
1: Uh-huh. Uh,
0: I was a traditional soldier for about a year. Uh-huh. Um, I had a really good leader and mentor when I got to my unit um, that I worked for. He was actually one of the full timers. He was a readiness NCO at the time. Uh-huh. And then when the there was a training NCO position that came up for full time. So um, I was like I said, I was M-Day for about a year. Uh-huh. He threatened violence on me if I didn't, <laughs> if I didn't um, apply for this full time gig because he needed help. And he, he felt like he could trust me. Um, I applied. Uh, got the job and then so I left what I was doing uh-huh. um, on the civilian side to work full-time for the Kansas Army National Guard so I went from working about a f- full-time job and like two or three part-time jobs uh-huh. to just working one full-time job like I was the, wow. the raise and pay was so much so uh-huh. it was very it was very helpful so training in NCO um, for a long time uh-huh. I was a supply sergeant for a few years uh-huh. Um, then a readiness and CO Uh for several more years, two deployments during that time. And then I I transitioned to um, recruiting in February of this year. So that is a very quick Staff Sergeant Lamone's guard story.
1: Yeah. And I know everyone will be deceived once they actually see Staff Sergeant Lamone because they will not believe his age. But how long is that actually in the full guard?
0: 13 years, like my 13th year was in June. So that
1: is um, just
0: just over 13 years.
1: That is chills. I think you should make a challenge where people try to guess your age. I feel like no one would ever guess it. You look incredibly uh, young.
0: <laughs> since we had class together, uh-huh. my my gray hairs have come in a lot thicker. So maybe, maybe this summer I looked a lot younger, but now I feel like I'm showing my age a little bit.
1: I- I don't know. Staff Sergeant Limon is also very fit, you guys. So he's he's being very humble here. So I, I will still bet that a lot of you will not be able to guess his age. But going on, so can we go over some of the special military occupations that you had? Um, you know, yeah. you were talking about readiness training and recruiter, but what are some of the military occupation, occupational specialties you had?
0: Okay, so I enlisted as a 35 Foxtrot. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is an intelligence analyst uh-huh. and then I transitioned when I when I got on full-time the the, the full-time job had came with a transition in MOS uh-huh. um, I became a 25 uniform a signal support system specialist Ooh, okay so I was an Intel guy then I was a camo guy and I've been a camo guy um, for the majority of, of my career
1: oh, okay that's really incredible like I I think it's so cool people can have so many jobs in the military too like you have literally three titles and two jobs and that's all skills that you have so and I would only think things like that would attribute to some really cool additional duties and I know I've heard a couple deployments there so would you like to give us some of the the cool stories of you know your special duty assignments or some stuff that you did as a Intel guy is a signal support guy. That's like really intriguing
0: Yeah, so the the interesting thing about like the AGR program the active guard reserve program Uh is Your full-time job is almost an additional duty. Mm. So like every day like whether I was a training NCO or a supply sergeant The supply sergeant's a little different Uh Um, Or a readiness NCO like there's no MOS for training NCO. Uh There's no MOS for being a readiness NCO. There is one for being a supply guy, uh-huh. you know, supply sergeant. Uh-huh. But, uh, so I would, you know, 28 days of out of the month, uh-huh. um, work at doing readiness things, you know, making sure that people were getting paid on time, making sure individual training was happening, so happening according to army doctrine, Uh um, you know, on the training side, when I was just a training and CO, I'd make sure that people's schools were scheduled, made sure that they made the travel to and from and back from the schools, make sure that travel pay was paid out. Um, so, and at that time when I was a training and CO, I was a 35 Foxtrot. So on my drill weekends um i was an intel guy like the training stuff would hold off until monday Uh and on the weekend i would uh, you know serve under under my staff sergeant or my excuse me he was my sergeant first class at the time Uh and you do intel stuff wow when i was a supply guy a Uh supply sergeant um i would it's very different in that world because that mos and full-time job directly relate to each other Uh so i'd be doing supply stuff all the time like i never i never really had a change of of pace in that regard, it was always supply, supply 24-7. Uh-huh. Uh, and then as a readiness NCO, I was a, not only was I t- a, a, a 25 uniform,
1: mm-hmm.
0: so I was doing readiness 28 days of the week, doing signal on the weekends, mm-hmm. but I was also on the staff. I was a staff NCO at that time as well, so wow. um, I was a, a, a you know a representative of the commander and a advisor to the commander and the signal world. I had an officer that I worked with, so we did that. I ran readiness and I also had a communication section um, and I mostly just led the, the, my, my, my younger NCOs, um, and they dealt directly with our, um, our communication soldiers. So, um, there was a, there was a lot of jobs and a lot of management happening at that time, a lot of juggling. So wow. there was, yeah, there's a lot of other little things that I've done between there.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Those are the big ones. Like it's, that's that, that how that MOS directly reti- ties to my full-time work. Uh-huh. Um, but I've done things like. Um, I was a HAZMAT certifier. So for a period of time I was legally um, able and trained to uh, inspect, identify, and verify packaging for um, hazardous materials transportation. Wow. Um, I did that through the military, they needed that. Uh, I've done, uh, I've been a communications, um, a ComSec custodian, Uh which a communication security custodian, meaning that I was authorized to um manage and issue and track the the lifespan of um com set key things that we use to to speak either secret or top secret on on communication devices Uh um in 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 the states and overseas certain things like that Uh, but there's i mean i've been a bus driver you know i learned how to drive a bus in the army that's Uh, awesome i learned learned very well how to drive a bus in the army um but like yeah different things like that i mean I, i was always one that was willing to volunteer for
1: things yes. and because
0: I was the lowest-ranking full-timer in my unit, mm-hmm. I got voluntold several times <laughs> that I was learning how to do things.
1: <laughs> but you have so much skills that's now, wow, I cannot drive a bus, 100%. That is, <laughs> respects for that. And honestly, from hearing that, I feel like asking this next question, I feel like it should be superhero for your civilian occupation. But yeah. prior to recruiting and all the full-time opportunities you had, what was your last civilian occupation?
0: So before I came on full-time mm-hmm. with the with the Army National Guard,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I was a um, I worked in the mental health field. So I started off. Oh, I can't remember what my title was. It was so long ago. Um, I was uh, essentially like, oh my gosh, I can't think of it. But I worked. I worked with. Uh, in a mental health facility, doing like um, play therapy okay. a lot of the times. Okay. So I started off with uh, middle school kids, and uh, that was very difficult because we just didn't mesh very well. They were fine; they were actually great kids, but they are they are the the most dramatic of, of <laughs> anybody on a planet Earth. Um, <laughs> but I, during that time, I had the opportunity to work um, in in play in a play therapy group. With younger children uh-huh. um, that had trauma, so I, I worked in a, a trauma play play therapy group oh, wow. um, with a partner for several years, and then bef- before I left that job, I was a uh, a case manager. So I did one on one case management in the home or in or in the office um, with a number of clients. I'd say I probably had uh-huh. seventeen, I think uh-huh. seventeen that that I would see and. We'd work through things individually and things with the family and stuff like that. So I worked in the mental health field um, before I became a soldier. And then now I'm a soldier. In addition to doing these things, I'm Uh also a partner, um, you know, a a partner in a small business locally as well. So,
1: can Can you tell us a little bit more about this business? That's incredible that you do this and have that on the side too. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so uh, about five years ago, uh-huh. a big group of us um, wanted to open a gym uh-huh. in town. We really didn't like what the what was offered, uh-huh. and so we got together and started a gym. And that's going about five years now. So I say uh-huh. I do have a, I do have a civilian kind of job. Uh-huh. Um, I don't spend a lot of time um, doing it, and luckily I have a big partner group and owner group that allows me to, you know, spend a part of my time doing that and majority of my time. Um, being a soldier uh-huh. uh, but yeah that's that's I do have ha, have some, some civilian things going on
1: That's incredible and no wonder you're so fit because you own a gym <laughs> so <Right. laughs> that might be a good idea for future soldiers you know if you really don't like working out you should kind of own one at this point right <laughs> <laughs> right so that's incredible what an inspiration and right now we have our last question and you know I know you're like full-time but mm-hmm. I 100% think this is very relevant still is how is your service or your job training, or just general military experience enhanced? Maybe when you were part-time, how did it en- enhance you as a traditional soldier? And now as a full-time person, how did it enhance your just general life and your outlook and your future?
0: Yeah, so this is, this is what I really enjoy talking about yes. because I, I, I've noticed this um, you know, a lot in my development and my growth in the guard. Mm-hmm. And I u- utilize this a lot when I'm talking to applicants, uh, you know, that are interested in the guard.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So there, there are a lot of things that I have learned, like, you know, we talked about earlier, I've learned how to become, a, a, a communication specialist, mm-hmm. you know, I've learned how to, how to do, uh, military intelligence operations, yes. you know, I've learned how to drive a bus. I've, like those are, those are some sort of hard skills, right? Mm-hmm. Like I can like, this is within the realm of things that I, I know how to do, you know, can you do this? Yep, I have that training. Uh-huh. There's a lot of things that I've learned um, that are, I would call the soft skills that um, that people need either to be successful in the civilian world or in the military world. You know, uh-huh. um, communication skills, uh, emotional emotional intelligence. Uh-huh leadership leadership development people management Mm -hmm. um individual organization task organization task management there's a lot of things that i've done because i've had such a breadth of opportunity to try different things and to develop those skills Mm -hmm. that i feel like they directly um put me in a position where i have i don't feel like i've missed out on some of those like corporate skills or corporate development mm-hmm. that, you know, someone going through a corporate job is is, is developing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's part of the reason why I came to recruiting, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I, I'm a partner in a business now. Um, you know, my wife and I are always talking about potentially purchasing other businesses mm-hmm. and to, just to maintain that entrepreneurial spirit and that drive uh-huh. taking going from my position as a readiness and CO to coming over to recruiting where you know the 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 100 of the success or the failure of what i do in this job relies on me uh-huh. and just like it would be you know when i plan on you know running a business or doing developing businesses when i get out of the military uh-huh. so i i came over to the guard knowing that i am going to get that skill development i'm going to have that opportunity to do some of those direct directly entrepreneurial tasks uh-huh in this job uh-huh. and the army's paying me to do these things. Uh-huh. And instead of versus like, well, I'm gonna go to this class or I'm gonna go to that class. So I utilized the guard as a tool to get me to where I want to be, you know, at, at, at retirement. Uh-huh. Cause I'm gonna retire, I'm gonna, I think it's 47, I think. Yes. Maybe a little bit younger. Uh-huh. I'm gonna retire at about 47 and I got a lot of living to do and a lot of, a lot of, a lot of stuff that I wanna get done after that time. Uh-huh. So I just figured out like, okay, in this half of my career, let me utilize what the guard is providing uh-huh. to put me in a, in a better position when I am done with my military journey.
1: It is absolutely incredible that you were able to build so much success and lasting success. And mm-hmm. honestly, like I'm personally, I'm curious now is that. know you were like leaning over certain things but what are some of the tips that you could give newer soldiers or people who are interested in the the national guard tips for setting themselves up for success not just like only with the national guard benefits but how you set it up i feel like there's something a lot more behind it as you as a person
0: yeah i think i would i i would have liked to have those skills and been more meta about my individual situation Uh when i got into the guard like it ended up being a very smart choice Uh for me Uh um but i feel like maybe i lucked into that choice whereas if the skills that i have now i could have clearly seen what type of choice it could have been Uh Uh, but i would say the 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 best piece of advice is to really understand yourself Uh understand what your priorities are Uh And understand what your goals are, your short term, your midterm, and your long term goals. Mm-hmm. And really, once you have those those elements nailed down and understood, then make those decisions based on making progress through that, through that journey. Right. So mm-hmm. try to, you know, really weigh those things, understand what you have in front of you, understand what, you know what opportunities are in front of you. Uh and then weigh them against your other opportunities and say, okay, can I utilize the guard, for example, to get to where I want to be? Because I I always tell people the guard is a a tool to get you to where you want to be. If at the end of the day you want to join the guard because that's what you want to do, fantastic, that's Uh great. But there are additional benefits that you can get from being a member of the Guard. So let's talk about what those benefits are. Like, how else can it be a benefit to you? Um, that may not be important to you at the moment because, you know, all I want to do is join the Guard. Uh-huh. But if you fail to identify what some of those secondary or tertiary benefits are, uh-huh. you're not going to know when you want them or when your priorities change later and that becomes something important to you, you're not gonna have the understanding and the knowledge to utilize them the way you want to at that time. So it's really just being more aware of where you are in your situation right now, where you think you wanna be in the next few years and then making decisions based on that.
1: Wow. And I think that's like a great way to wrap this up because now the people around you, the students, the aspiring entrepreneurs and all these little dreaming saplings can go to you to find out what their priorities are, what their vision is, you can help them build that up. So they're incredibly right. lucky, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to think so. Yes, I like to think so. Oh, you
1: are incredible at it, Saren. You are so <laughs> humble, I can't believe it. Like, And you know, that's, that's how you know he's a true leader. He's never once boasted. He has always been steadfast, patient, and he actually helped me prioritize a lot of stuff and get my Mind into the game a lot too. So, Topeka, Kansas, you are absolutely blessed with a goldmine of information, patience, and wonderful leadership. And I think that's where I am done my job. And I was an absolute yeah. pleasure to talk to you once again, Staff Sergeant Lalone
0: no i appreciate it specialist kim thanks again for interviewing me on my podcast i know it's weird but i appreciate it
1: it's never weird when you have a good (laughs) like when you have a good leader nothing is really weird it's just like you're doing it you're just doing it so thank you so much staff sergeant i'll see you later
0: thank you bye-bye
1: thank you bye